This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Untold Story podcast. I'm Martha McCallum, and it's great, as always, to have you with us. It's been a very intense several weeks for for the world, really. And so that is why I'm especially glad to be joined today by Fox News contributor and theologian and good friend of mine, Jonathan Morris, who really is able to bring his background as a priest and a theologian and now as a dad and a husband and um, a head, the head of his family who can talk about all of what's going on in these situations because we have obviously the horrific events of October 7th. Then we have the aftermath of that, the war that's going on now in Gaza. And you layer all of these concerns. We just heard from the FBI director that there are increased threats to the U.S. And we have anti-Semitism rising all, all across the country in absolutely shocking ways. Um, on top of that, we already had really high levels of stress and anxiety, especially with young people. So that's a big plate, Jonathan. But I want to thank you for trying to tackle a little bit of it with me this morning. So thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Um, Martha, you know, I, I woke up this morning in a, in a way that I don't usually wake up with a bit of anxiety, and I, I pointed it back to what's going on in the world. Um, I don't remember ever feeling that. Um, I immediately then like, tried to go back into a place of what do we do with, with unresolved anxiety and how do we confront the things that we can change and those that we cannot change. Um, I, I always use the serenity prayer as a as a way to get myself back into that place, which I think is a place of reason, but also a place of spirituality, right? Uh, Lord, help me to accept the things that I cannot change and grant me the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference between those two. That was from a, a great Protestant theologian um, who really profess that prayer for the first time and it's been used by people uh, in AA for so many years. Um, and it, But I think it taps into uh, what you just brought up that we have to we have to realize that we are living in a different dangerous time. What do we do about it? And that's up to each of us individually. Um, and, and certainly there's some of that can be um, confronted from a political or a social perspective, even a military perspective as it relates to terrorism. But then each of us have to decide, how am I going to live with this? I think that it's such a great point. I'm glad to hear that you only, you don't, you rarely wake up feeling anxious. I feel like I often wake up feeling anxious. Um, and then I thought to myself quickly, as you were saying that, why is that? And then I thought, well, maybe Jonathan has more faith than I do. And, you know, how do you wrestle with that for people who often wake up feeling 
anxious. And, you know, I mean, I'm always excited to take on the day and I'm, I'm grateful for mm. everything in my life. I really, but I do often, you know, worry. I think as a, as a parent, you worry almost, almost all the time and <laughs> some part of your brain or your body. And, um, but now with everything that's going on in the world, I'm genuinely concerned about the safety of Western civilization, the future of, of life as we know it. And maybe that's, I hope that's overly dramatic, but, you know, how do you advise managing that in our lives? And how do we start, how do we look at knowing the difference between the things that we can change and can't change? If I had the perfect answer that would solve that for every human being, my gosh, I would be um, either canonized um, by the church or become very wealthy. Um, <laughs> in the, one of those two. Um, but what I what I do know is that in, in much of my work, as you know, Martha now is advising CEOs um, and business leaders, right? And how to manage people. And one of the things that I've taken from public ministry and into this work now is um, a, a focus on human beings and that everybody is different. Personalities are different and doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It's just that we experience things in a different way. So when you said, maybe Jonathan has more faith than me, I don't think that's what it is. I think that we all have different personalities and we therefore we experience things differently. I'll give you an example. Um, my wife and I were coming with the two young boys um, from Westchester uh, this, uh, I guess it was uh, Wednesday morning. We went up there for trick-or-treating and we came back and uh, we had the very dumb idea of coming into the city at eight o'clock in the morning. So what should have taken 35 to 45 minutes took over two hours. In the last 10 minutes, my two-year-old uh, felt carsick and proceeded to do what two-year-olds do when they feel carsick. Um, and you remember, Martha, even though you say sometimes we forget the things, you probably remember a car seat being oh. doused with, yes. right? Like, we don't get into it, right? Do you remember? So my wife and I, my, my, my wife said to me, how did you stay so calm throughout that? Now, keep in mind, we're on Second Avenue. It's a big avenue in, in Manhattan. <laughs> After two hours and I'm jumping out of the car, stopping traffic, trying to help him as he's getting sick. And she right. said to me, just don't know how you stayed so calm. Honestly, I didn't feel very calm. Right. Okay, But our personalities are different. And so I might have been experiencing that in a very like terrible way, just as she was, but she, her personality is different. So it, she expressed her anxiety much more forcefully than I did. Okay. So to bring us back to the what we're living in today, we have to know ourselves and we have to we have to build a life and a schedule and an activity plan around what's going to make us be the best we possibly can be and experience life in its fullness. Because the anxiety of things that we cannot change, um, that's just something we need to get rid of in our lives. So if we're waking up with anxiety, thinking like, why isn't this done? Why isn't that done? What if this happens? We have to correct or alter the, the activities that we're doing 
the people around us, the type of people who influence us, the type of news that we're intaking or inhaling, um, and, and make sure that it's helpful based on our particular personality. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. I mean, personally, I don't have the option of not paying attention to what's going on in the world. Yeah. It's my job. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm grateful for that. And I feel like that's kind of why that's what I'm supposed to be doing is helping to sort of relay and help people process and understand what's going on. So I feel like that's my, my mission and my work. Yeah. Um, but for, from a lot of people, they can choose, most people can choose to sort of take time to, to not take it all in. Right. Um, so that I think is, is good advice. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I'm noticing with younger people and, you know, we have these statistics about the stress levels and anxiety and loneliness, um, this recent study that you talked about, I think yesterday, uh, Harvard study, 36% of young adults struggle with anxiety during their college years. So, so we have that issue. We have a very high um, incidence of people saying that they feel lonely. Um, we have these, you know, sort of battles that are going on now, these cultural battles um, which we can get into in a moment, but but start with that, with the mental health issues, anxiety, loneliness that plagues young people. Mm. A lot of this lines up with social media. And, oh, yes. you know, now with everything coming at us in all directions, that's pretty intense for young people. And we're, we're seeing how damaging it is to their health. Yes. And let me start with the first point you made about uh, about the news intake and that, um, obviously, neither you nor I, I want people to just completely shut down any news <laughs> news intake. It's not good for our work, but it's also, I think, not good for um, overall and long-term health. We have to live in the reality, but we have to, we can choose. Are we going to are we going to watch the most salacious, the most um, clickbait worthy program that there is, or are we going to go to somebody that we trust? Um, I certainly trust you, Martha. To to be able to bring the news in a way that's true, but also with some perspective, um, and and some some perspective that allows us to 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 react to the other uh, perspectives that are coming at, at at us at all times, even even if we don't uh, know it. Right? We see this on college campuses in a special way, and this is to your second point, Martha. Yet we've had a lot of data recently that. Teenagers are highly affected by um, social media and um, all that comes with that, whether it's body image or whether it's it's um, unrealistic expectations about whatever it happens to be, right? But this data in this Harvard research, it says, actually, that's nothing compared to the 18 to 24-year-olds. Um, and that is, I believe, because while teenagers at least have their parents and a family structure that is giving some balance to that, saying, "Hey, what you're watching on the, on the phone isn't isn't real," or let's try to keep the the screen time down to X amount of hours. When kids go off to college, uh, it used to be that they were going into an environment that was also a positive structure, different, of course, with more freedom than when they were living at home with their parents, but a positive, idealistic, um, value centric structure 
that would allow them to grow into adult. What we're seeing on college campuses now in, in many, not all, but I would say the vast majority is a not only a, a lack of structure, but a lack, um, a, a distorted structure in which, well, we're, in which we're pe- we are being presented or young people are presented anti-values, not just no values, but anti-values. What is good for you is something that's not good for you, right? And when we, what we see going on right now with uh, even in college campuses about what's the, the, the Middle East strife, right? It's just so much of it is anti-intellectual. Let me give you a real quick example, Martha. Uh, when you see smart people educators, analysts on television, whatever, saying, oh, October 7th, that was a very bad thing. But now look, the Israelis just killed women and children. Well, yes, those are the consequences of war. And when when the um, when Hamas is saying we're going to do October 7th over and over again, what is Israel going to do other than try to take out Hamas and they're taking out Hamas as human beings, as imperfect human beings, and with weapons of war that will always have unintended and terrible consequences. So yes, we can weep for the loss of life um, in, in the Gaza Strip, but we can't. it makes no sense to say, look, Israel is bad because a woman and a child die. That, that is an in- intellectual incongruence. That is, that is tragic and it's creating conflict with young people among themselves. How can we support um, Israel, right? When they're killing women and children, hold on. No, would we prefer democracy or terrorism? Yes, even a democratic nation has a responsibility to try to limit bad unintended consequences of war. But the reality of war is that there's a lot of terrible, terrible things that are sometimes just necessary in order to stop an unjust aggressor. The Untold Story continues right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Yes, and I keep reminding myself and people, you look at these scenes in Gaza and it is horrifying to see all of these body bags and some of them are small, um, small bodies in bags, which is absolutely heartbreaking. And war is always hell. Yes. And, but we have to remember that the These people would not be suffering in Gaza at this moment if it wasn't for the slaughter of 1,400 people that was carried out by their military and their leadership. So, you know, that that's why we're in this moment because of what happened, because of the slaughter that happened on October 7th and because um, Israel is a democratic country that doesn't want to live under the under the threat of that every day in their lives. You, you and I were there recently and you've been several times. Um, you know, when we went, we talked a few times before we went about the danger that sort of always hangs over Israel safe to go. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we were able to go in that peaceful time and it was an incredible experience. You know a lot about the history of that 
region. And, you know, when I read the Old Testament, these kinds of pillaging, burning, beheading, horrific scenes have been going on in that region for 3,000 years, right? Um, yes. Uh, I, in, I got distracted, Martha, thinking, you know, when you and I were talking about, oh, is it safe for us to go? And this is partly just my personality, but I'm like, of course it's safe for us to go, Martha. Why would you be so concerned? Like, hey. you never know, like very safe. I know. But the same thanks it, to it. Thankfully it was, but like, we didn't have, we like, we didn't know that there was going to be an October 7th and it could have been a May 3rd or whatever. Um, so anyway, my, <laughs> that just, <laughs> I got a little distracted there going, oh yeah, I don't know uh, if Martha's going to believe next time. Yeah, thankfully we went. Thankfully we, you know. Yes, yes I'm grateful that we went. But so. it, but it, you bring up a great point about like there, is, there have been tragedies and horrific atrocities in this region, certainly um, because it's really the heart of of civilization, right? The cradle of civilization. Um, but and so wherever there's human beings, there will be tragedy and there will be war and there be, because of our fallen human state. Um, but that can help us give some perspective too on what's going on today. That maybe, um, maybe when we wake up with anxiety over what's going on in the world, if we had perfect perspective, we would say, oh my gosh, we live at the, during the safest times um, in one of the safest countries in the world, right? And in history. Um, and that type of like rational thinking, I think helps. Um, I, when you look at it from a religious perspective, I walked into Fox News um, yesterday, I guess it was, and um, two of the security guards said to me, hey, um, one of them still calls me Reverend. Um, he goes, hey, Reverend, uh, he's an evangelical guy. He goes, I will always call you brother and I will always call you Reverend. Um, okay. But he said, um, see what's happening in the world, um, just as Jesus predicted, these are the end times. And I said to him, I said, they may be, but we don't know that. Um, and if we look back in the history um, of the world, I didn't get this too deeply into what I was, you know, into this, but I said, you never know. And our, we know there will be an end time to our lives. That's the most important thing, right? In the next, whatever it is, 50 years for you and me, Martha, um, mm-hmm. most likely we will be transitioned to hopefully heaven. Um, but our lives will, we are living in end times in our own life. And that I think can bring some perspective that, hey, listen, we can leave this into God's hands because um, a much bigger thing is my own life and what, what impact I'm gonna have now with the people that I'm working with, the my people I'm living with the type of love um, that I'm creating in the workplace even. That's a big word for the workplace, but I believe it. Love. Am I loving every single person that is in my sphere? Am I loving everybody that's in my family and around me? Um, And I think that can also give us great purpose. I think you're so spot on. And it's something that I've been thinking lately, just you know, looking out the window at this absolutely beautiful day on my way to work. I just was so thankful for fall and the, the leaves and the sunlight and yes. 
and you have to look around you and and just be grateful for the beauty and the good things because we have to be able to keep these things, all these things in our hearts at the same time. You know, we are obviously sad and, and thoughtful and grieved by what's happening in, in the Middle East. But we you have to keep that balance between blessings. I always say, you know, life is like, it's all a roller coaster, right? There are times that are euphoric and joyful and times that are really scary and hard. And yeah. so we look for ways to sort of keep all those things in our heart at the same time, knowing that neither one of them lasts forever, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking it's funny as we're talking, um, Martha, my my wife is texting with two of your friends um, that were with us, <laughs> who were with us in Israel. Um, oh, okay. And I won't use the last names, but Lisa and Colleen, okay? Oh, okay. And my wife, Caitlin. And there's, they're texting, they're talking about getting together. And um, that's the type of thing, right? That yeah. if we can, like I say, we have control over that. Yeah. Our relationships are taking time, figuring out our calendars. Um, we have control over the people we work with and how well I relate to my business partner and how, et cetera, et cetera. So many things, right? Um, and um, I think that is the greatest perspective. So thank you for introducing us to Lisa and Colleen. It looks like we're going to oh, have dinner. I love that you guys are are um, are all friends now. It makes me so happy I get invited to whatever they're planning. But yes. uh, that would be terrible, especially since I just told you they're planning on something and then you're going to like, what? Um, <laughs> one last thought that I have before um, I ask you for your final thought. I have a good friend who called me yesterday and this is this goes back to the issue of social media and, you know, texting as you were just talking about this friend yeah. of mine of the few friends I have who every few months she calls me just just talk, to say hi, to see how I'm doing and to see how our family is doing. And it happens so rarely these days. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, oh, you know, hi, Sarah, what's up? What do you, you know, is everything okay? What's right? wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To hear your voice. And I wanted to chat with you for a few minutes. And um, so that's what we did, you know, and it took like, we took like 10 or 15 minutes to chat. And I thought, this is so important to hang on to, like personal communication and touching base with people you love and, you know, looking them in the face and, you know, Caitlin and Colleen and Lisa all sort of planning to get together to see each other, to be together. And I think that, you know, young people, especially when we going back to the anxiety levels that we talked about, they need face to face communication with friends yeah. with, um, to get at their face out of the screen which increases anxiety and and really spend time with human beings, um, looking into each other's eyes and really getting a feel for how the other person is so important at this time. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, maybe one parting thoughts that, that I'm having is uh, at the same time, each person, so we're talking about screens, like each generation has lived differently, right? So... Um, it's, it's trying to figure out how to get into, into other people's shoes to figure out what they need, um, instead of trying to impose what we think is the right thing on others. Um, and that's not easy, um, to do. 
when I know my two-year-old can manipulate an iPhone better than I can. Um, his reality of social media, hopefully we're going to do a decent job of parents to try to protect him, but his reality with media, with, with um, technology is going to be very different than, than mine, right? Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out what's good for him um, and for them uh, might be a little bit different than what, what's good for me. Well, Jonathan, uh, it's always great to talk to you. Thank <laughs> we're, we're just down the street. I'm, I'm in my office on 27th Street. Um, oh. But see, look at technology. I know. Well, it's good that we could be here. And um, I thank you very much, as always, for joining my podcast. And, and um, you know, I think these are important things to think about. So I hope that um, I, I know that some of what you said will be really helpful to people who are listening. And I'm grateful for your time and your friendship and hope to see you soon. Yes. And people will be very lucky to see you today at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time because you are um, a great provider of important news that helps us make important decisions about our lives. Thank well, I'm going to get on that show right now and make sure that it lives up to that. <laughs> <laughs> it will. <laughs> Take care of it, Martha. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.